I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm your host, Patty Teal, here as always with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson, and she has a colleague with her and one that we just love to have on Scam Squad. Absolutely, Patty. I'm so happy to have with us today Dayton Aldridge, our resident cybersecurity advisor and victim advocate at the Santa Barbara District Attorney's Office. So, Dayton, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Vicki and Patty. It's great to be on Scam Squad. So, Dayton, you've been warning us for a long time about the dangers of online scams and how they can affect anyone who uses the internet. And one of the most popular targets for scammers these days is Amazon, the online retail giant that millions of people use every single day. Can you tell us more about one of the most common scams involving Amazon, known as phishing? Sure, Vicki. So phishing is when scammers send you fake emails, phone calls, text messages, or websites that look like they are from Amazon, but they are actually designed to trick you into giving them your personal information or financial information, such as your password, your credit card number, or your bank account details. They may claim that there is a problem with your order, your account has been hacked, you have won a prize, or you need to verify your identity. So how can we tell if an email, a phone call, a text message, or a website is really from Amazon or not? Well, there are some signs that can help you spot phishing attempts. So for example, if the sender's email address or phone number doesn't match Amazon's official ones, so that URL should be official. The message contains spelling or grammatical errors or uses an unprofessional tone or format. The message asks you to click on a link or open an attachment that may look like it leads to Amazon website, but it actually takes you to a fake one that may look similar, but has a different URL that the scammer has manipulated. You can always hover over the link in the email or the text message to check where the URL actually goes. And a lot of the times the messages will ask you to provide sensitive information, such as your password, credit card number, those type of things. But Amazon will never ask you for this information, not in an email, a phone call, a text message, the website. They're never going to ask you for your bank account details or credit card numbers. And then, of course, as we always talk about, the message creates a false sense of urgency or pressure by saying that you need to act fast or else you'll use your Amazon account, your order will be canceled, or you won't win that prize. So those are some very good tips to remember. But Dayton, what should we do if we receive a phishing message pretending to be from Amazon? So if you receive any suspicious communication pretending to be from Amazon and you have an account with them, you should report it in the contact us segment of the app or on the official website. And if you don't have an account with them, you can report it at stop-spoofing at amazon.com. Um, you should also delete the message and don't click on any links or opening attachments in it. Now, Dayton, are you already in trouble if you click, even if you don't give any personal information? Could that cause problems? Yeah. So if you've already fallen victim to a phishing scam and you've already clicked on one of these links, you've already given out some sort of information on a fake website, you should take the immediate action to protect yourself. For example, you should change your password on Amazon and any other online accounts that share the same password. 
And you should contact your bank or your credit card company and alert them of the fraudulent activity and that you may have fallen victim to a, a phishing attack. And you may need to cancel your credit cards and request new ones. You should, of course, also monitor your bank statements and your credit reports for any unauthorized charges or new accounts that pop up. Just yeah. by clicking, even without putting any information in, that's enough for them. To yeah, have- because clicking on the link could download some sort of malware onto your computer. You might not even go to the actual site with having it on your device. You could be unsafe. Thank you. Yeah. So Dayton, a while ago, you warned us about AI, artificial intelligence, and the dangers if these technologies get into the hands of scammers. I understand that that has actually happened. What can you tell us about this? Well, Vicki, one of the most alarming developments in the world of online scams is the use of AI voice cloning technology. So this is when scammers use software to create a synthetic copy of someone's voice based on a short audio sample. They can use this voice clone to impersonate that person and trick their victims into giving them money or information. That sounds absolutely terrifying. How does this work? So basically, scammers can find audio clips of people's voices online, such as on social media platforms, podcasts, videos, or by telemarketer phone calls where you engage with them and they record your voice. They can then upload these clips onto websites that offer voice cloning services, some of which are free or extremely cheap. And these websites use AI algorithms, artificial intelligence, to analyze the voice and generate a synthetic version that sounds very similar, if not identical. And this Scammers can then type in whatever text they want to make that voice say. That's amazing. Can you give us some examples of how scammers have used this technology already? Sure. There have been several cases reported so far uh, where scammers have used voice cloning to impersonate CEOs, executive lawyers, or relatives. For example, in 2019, scammers in Germany cloned a CEO to transfer a quarter million dollars to a Hungarian supplier. The manager said he recognized his voices, his boss's slight German accent and uh, distinct voice patterns. And 2020, same thing happened in Hong Kong in China. The hacker got them to transfer $1.8 million. And the victim said, again, he trusted the caller because it sounded just like his bank manager that he'd worked with for years. And then more on the home front and how this affects us is in 2021, was the first time we started getting reports that scammers use clones of voices of grandchildren to call their grandparents and ask them for money for various emergencies like their car accidents, medical bills, legal fees, various you know grandparent scams we've discussed in the past. Some of these scams involve multiple callers and pretending to be lawyers or police officers all by fake voices. And we have at least eight victims already that are all seniors that have lost a combined about a quarter million dollars to these kind of scams. And it's only going to get worse. Now, that's horrifying. And how can this impact our senior citizens? Well, senior citizens are especially vulnerable to these type of scans for several reasons. Um, one is that they may not be aware of the existence or capabilities of voice cloning technology or artificial intelligence, period. Another is they may have some sort of hearing difficulty or cognitive impairments that mm-hmm. make it really hard for them to detect the subtle differences between real and fake voices. And the third is the one we always fall back on is that seniors can often sometimes be lonely and be more willing to trust people, especially if they sound familiar and it sounds like you're talking to a a real human. Well, that's very sad. So Dayton, what tips do you have for our listeners to spot and avoid these scams? 
while there are some great things you can do to protect yourself and your loved ones from these scams. For example, always be skeptical of unexpected calls asking you for money or for information, especially if they create a sense of urgency or pressure. You should always verify the identity of the caller by asking them questions that only they would know with the caveat with nothing that would be available on social media or anywhere publicly online available. And then always call them back at a pre-existing legitimate phone number that you have for them. Don't rely on the caller ID or the email address as who it's actually coming from because we know that scammers can spoof caller IDs um, and they can easily be fake. So again, don't pay for anything with gift cards, wire transfers, cryptocurrency. These are the scammers, you know, tool of choice, and they can be hard to trace and impossible to recover. And then always report any suspicious calls to the authorities and um, warn your family and friends. Thank you so much, Dayton, for sharing this very valuable information with us. And now, Dayton, I think you have something else to share. Yes, Vicki, I, I thought this would be fun just to sort of reveal the power of artificial intelligence and where this is going and going to take our society. I want to reveal to the callers and even Patty didn't know this. Earlier today, Vicki gave me a few questions that she wanted to talk on the radio show about, six questions. I took those six questions, I loaded them into an AI uh, language model bot, and within 20 seconds, it produced this entire radio show back and forth script that Vicky and I have been going over today in 20 seconds. That's, you know, obviously a good, amazing, wonderful use of this technology that it can allow us to do stuff like that. But also, you know, of course, you could not, you could very easily apply this to bad actors and we'll only see where it goes. And Patty, I, I have to tell you that I, the script encompassed everything that oh Dave wanted to talk about. So mm-hmm. then everything that was said is completely accurate. And I, it, I have a, uh, documents that contain this kind of information. And so it came up with the script and it encompassed all of the information that Dayton and I wanted to impart to our listeners today. So it wrote the script Yes. And then it also, did you use it for your voices too? Am I even talking oh, to you no, guys? No, no, no. no, we did not no, use it for you. Really we did not our voices. Yeah, no. I'm suspicious now. <laughs> but it did write the entire script. And it, oh. it I looked at it very carefully because Dayton had shown me an article mm-hmm. that he wanted to mm-hmm. use to talk about today. And everything that Dayton showed me in this article was contained in this script. It is a whole new world. And I do remember, uh, you know, FBI agent Debbie Deem, who we've had uh, as a guest and that you know very well, she said she feels like this is the biggest risk to our safety in general. And I can see why, because even though we're hearing this warning, it's so hard not to believe your own ears when you hear somebody, especially that's a loved one, and you know it's them. That's just something that I think we're going to have to repeat often so that people get this message and tell your friends and loved ones that you can't trust your own ears anymore. I got um, a notice today uh, online from, I think it was Department of Justice, about an example of this exact same thing that we're talking about. A woman in Arizona, a mom in Arizona, got a very, very scary phone call from her, who she thought was her daughter saying, mommy, mommy, help me, help me. I made a huge mistake. She swears it was her daughter. And the scam was that they were pretending that her daughter had been kidnapped. But she said the scammers used AI to clone her daughter's voice 
and then demanded a million dollars in ransom. And she said, I never doubted for one second it was her. She said, that was the freaky part that just got to me to my core. It was absolutely bone chilling because not only was it her daughter's voice, it was her daughter's inflection and her daughter was crying on the phone. And she said, it even sounded like the way her daughter cried. And um, there was a quote here from a professor at University of Arizona that is an expert in AI. And he said, there are now ways that you can clone somebody's voice with just three seconds worth of dialogue from that person. Three seconds. And the mother in this case said that during the entire call, she was absolutely convinced her daughter was in peril. And she said it was completely her voice. And the thing that was puzzling is that apparently her daughter did not have any public social media accounts where her voice could have been cloned. But she had a few public interviews for sports and for school where a large sampling of her voice could have been obtained. And apparently the scammers got a hold of that and used it and used it in this way. And the, her 15-year-old daughter was away on a ski trip at the time. So it made it even more real because her daughter wasn't there with her at home. She was away on a trip. So who knows what combination of this information the scammers used to send this very, very scary phone call, but they were demanding a million dollars. They were thinking they were going to get a big payday out of this. So as you say, it's, it's scary because you can't believe your own ears anymore. Can't believe your own ears. Staten, do you think that they're working on ways that they'll be able to detect when a voice is being cloned? I don't know. I, I think that's troubling. I know a lot of the people in high up in the tech realm have people like Elon Musk have, you know, wrote letters to Congress saying you need to pass laws and put a, a brakes on this because it's, it is going much faster than we intended or we can really, really control. Um, everyone, if they're interested, there was a great 60 minute segment that's on YouTube that was put up, I believe, yesterday. Oh, they interview Sanjay Patel, the CEO of Google, and they flat out ask him, you know, where do you think this is going? Do you think this is going to be good or bad for humanity? And he says he, he doesn't know. Right. And he doesn't yeah. know really what they could do to pull it back now that it's really been released. The other crazy thing to consider is all of these language models and these bots, like the thing that generated the script for this show, these aren't even connected to the internet yet. Oh my gosh. This is just based off of what's already in a database, information that it's read. So once this actually gets plugged into the internet, that's it's going to be a, a whole new world. A whole new world, because I can imagine it replacing writers and kids could use it with their essays. And, you know, it could just go everywhere. And how is it detected? How is it? It's, it's going to be really hard. Um, scammers will definitely use it. I think Congress will probably have to put some sort of legislation in place for things that are going to be publicly digested. There'll have to be some sort of a warning. You know, this is generated by AI in the coincidentally in response to uh, Biden's announcement to run again that was put out today. Someone already released a video in the video. It does say in big block letters on the top, this video was produced by AI. But it lays out kind of a dystopian future of all these things that could happen, politicians, people saying different things. It's all fake. It's all virtual, isn't it? It's all virtual. And in that instance, that political action committee did, you know, take the high road and put a big label on their warning saying this is all generated by AI. None of this is real. But right now there's no laws in place saying anyone has to do that. 
So I've even I'm, noticed uh, them looking for people uh, in the job market who are skilled with AI, you know, so okay. it's another mm -hmm. skill set. So it's really going places. I don't know where all it's going, but it's going to be changing the world. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, the, the FBI experts that were involved in this uh, fake kidnapping place had a couple of case, had a couple of things to say. They said that they warned that fraudsters often find their targets on social media. So if you have your information public, you're allowing yourself to be scammed by people like this. And he also said they're going to be looking for public profiles that have as much information as possible on you. And when they get a hold of that, they're going to dig into. So they suggest looking for red flags, such as if they're calling, if the scammer's calling from an unfamiliar area code or using an international number. That's one red flag that you could be aware of. You have to just be very careful. And you have to be careful if your voice is out there anyway. Well, and our voices are all out there. And, and I just thought that, that same thing myself. Our voices <laughs> yes. are out there today. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. I don't mind if they use it for a funny spoof, but please don't use it for anything illegal or horrible. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, this has been very enlightening and a lot of food for thought. Absolutely. Thank you, Dave. Thank you for Absolutely. putting this together. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much. It was very interesting. Vicki, would you share your fraud hotline before we go today? Yes, absolutely. So it's area code 805-568-2442. And I'll say that again, 805-568-2442. Vicki, I didn't ask you, do you have any good news? Well, I do have a little bit of good news. Let's see what this headline is, just hot off the presses. This was a New Jersey man who was convicted of conspiring to commit wire fraud in connection with online romance scams. And apparently he and his co-conspirator created fraudulent profiles online on a dating site. And he pretended to have a big company that he owned. So this is another hook. He pretended to be the owner of a company that had been awarded a multi-million dollar oil contract. And so once he established a romantic connection with various victims that he found online, he talked about this big company and the opportunities and so forth. And he solicited loans from victims, claiming that he could not access his accounts in the United States because a foreign government had frozen his assets. So he managed to garner hundreds of thousands of dollars from these victims, but thankfully they were caught and uh, convicted. So they are out of business. Good news. So sometimes they do get caught. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Dayton. Thank you, Vicki. Yeah. It was a very interesting episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.